Attention listeners, learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. You know we'll never be 100% perfect, though you can chase it. Every piece of knowledge you add to your tool belt just makes you a more rounded person. Jamie is going to be raining value every single episode, along with the amazing guests that he has on the show. They'll be from all walks of life, from all different industries, all sharing their amazing and individual unique stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has learnings from their experiences, and we want to share that with you. As Jamie loves to say, let's go get it. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode. Learn, grow, do, and repeat. Jamie Titino here, your host. So, I was wondering, right? I'm wondering if you guys also feel the same sometimes as I feel. Do you ever guys just feel like sometimes like you just do things um, or say things or naturally something just happens without you actually thinking about it and it's actually the right thing to do? Like, have you ever answered a question or have you ever um, physically reacted or responded to something? to do the right thing, um, you know, and, 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 you know, think about it like this, right? Consciously, we know touching something hot is not ideal. It's not smart. So we naturally, like a knee-jerk reaction, we like, we just touch it and we pull our hand away straight away. And we consciously know that we should not do that. So we don't do it anymore. And we often learn that at a very young age when we go and touch the stove or touch the fireplace or touch something that's hot, um, a pot, boiling water, whatever it might have been. And we learn that, okay, cool, that's not cool. We do not want to do that. We don't want to have a burnt hand. We don't want to feel that pain. We don't want to cry. Um, and we don't want to hear our parents screaming at us because we've done something very silly, which they know, but we don't know as kids. So have you ever wondered, like, without even thinking, you, like, naturally respond or naturally just do something um, and respond to a question, respond to an action, physically do something, um, and it's the right thing to do. So I didn't really knew this until maybe, like, two or three years ago. Um, and then I've been putting a lot of time and research into it because a lot of people are coming to me and asking these questions and asking, you know, what is a natural reaction? Like, how do you gain that? Um, and then I, you know, did some research into it, uh, and I wanted to, I wanted to personally learn about it, uh, and then maybe learn on how I can get better at it. Um, and on that journey, I learned a lot, and I was sharing with you, and they're like, okay, cool, well, you should share that with more people. Like, that's so spot on. Like, and the knowledge is out there. Like, it's not my knowledge, but I've learned it, and it was just something that I never really I knew about. And then once I learned, like, this is so cool. It all just makes sense. So. Competence, you've all heard of that and you've all heard the unconscious and conscious mind, right? This this sort of theory dates back to like the 1960s, uh, Martin Broadwell. Um, and, you know, I've, again, I've done a fair bit of research into it and got a bit of understanding of it. And I've sort of put it into my perspective the way I understand it and it makes sense to me. Um, so let me explain how, let me show you how it works. Uh, and then again, as we go through it, like hopefully it makes sense to you as well. And then again, there might be some parts that you don't get and there'll be some parts that you do get and it all just makes sense. So again, there's four parts to it. Um, there's a lot of different graphs and diagrams to explain it. There's like pyramid ones, there's square ones, there's circle ones. Like it's all the same shit. It doesn't really matter what size and what shape the object is. It doesn't really matter. So basically it starts part of the four. The first one is unconscious incompetence. So basically you don't really realize that you're not good at something, so to say. So you don't know that you're bad at cooking. You potentially think that you're good at cooking, but you're actually really bad. Does that make sense? Um, so you, you're not educated and then you're not skilled on something. So you're not educated or skilled on the actual task, but then you don't actually realize that you're not good at it. So unconscious incompetence. You guys want to write that down if you can. If you're driving or at the gym or on the treadmill, don't write that down. Or on the treadmill, you probably can't. Be careful you don't fall off the back of it because that could be a bit of a situation. That is incompetent if you fall off the back of the treadmill. Good comedy and good um, 
good entertainment for the other fellow gym members um, and gym goers at that time. But yeah, that is incompetent if you fall the back of the treadmill. Just putting it out there. Um, so unconscious incompetence. Again, if you're not educated or not skilled on something and you and you honestly feel that you're good at it when you're really not, you don't actually realize that you're bad or not as good as what you think you are or what you could be. So that's stage one, unconscious incompetence. Stage two is conscious incompetence. So you realize so that you know that you actually know that what you're doing is not right or it's like you're not great at it yet. So you're not great at cooking. Again, that's probably a really good example that we can roll with throughout this entire um, podcast and this entire episode and this learnings is that you realize that, okay, cool, well, I want to cook, but I'm not good at it. But I, I, I'm, I'm conscious, I'm aware, I know that I'm incompetent. Does that make sense? So you're conscious, conscious incompetence. Again, write that down, number two. So you know that you're not good at something. Like you actually know that you're not good at a particular sport or you know that you're not good at communicating. You know that you're not good at reading. Um, So you're consciously aware and you have the knowledge, you you have that self-awareness to know that, you know what, cool, I'm not good at typing on the computer uh, really fast or I'm not good at singing, which I'm one of those people. I'm a shower singer, really passionate shower singer. I love my music. I actually love, love music. I'm always singing, always got some sort of music device playing um, here in the office, in my, I've got like five sets of different headphones uh, for different situations. I just love music. Um, but again, I'm consciously incompetent. So I'm consciously aware that I cannot sing. So I choose to not sing on stage in front of people because I know that I'm, I can't sing on stage. So if I chose to sing on stage, knowing in front of a massive crowd, knowing that I can't sing, that's unconscious incompetence. So you guys understand this. I'm, again, these examples, I'll try and give some you know, ground level, surface level examples that we can all relate to and we can all piece the puzzles together and make sense to us that, yeah, okay, cool, I get that now. And again, this is, the, this is the journey from going from doing things and again, getting that natural reaction, that natural response when you don't even have to think about something. So that, how many times have you guys like, just driven home and you get like halfway home, it's like, wow, what happens to that last like 15 minutes of driving? Like I just did that, I do that route every day. And then this time, like even showering, like you don't, you don't consciously have to. It just happens, it just happens. Like you just get in there, you have the routine that you do, um, and you just do it. However long it takes, whatever you do in the shower, all the best to you. <laughs> you keep that to yourself. Um, but again, it's natural. You just do it. Like you don't, you don't think about it. You don't have to actively sit there and say, okay, cool. First it's this, then it's that. Open the door, turn the water on. Like you just do it. Same as when you drive, same as when you walk. Like you can, you're competent enough now to walk without having to actually think about it and breathe, you just do it. So again, you start off not really realizing that you're not skilled at something. And then you start to realize, okay, cool, now I can understand stage two is now I'm consciously incompetent. So now I'm, I'm realizing that, okay, cool, now I know that I can't sing. And I'm realizing that my so-called singing career may have ended before it even started. So you, you're starting to get to that stage. And then now your conscious competence is stage three. Conscious competence number three right so you know what you, you know you're doing something right but you have to like actively think about it so you know that you're singing well you know that you're cooking well but you need to put a lot of time and effort into it, it doesn't just happen it doesn't happen naturally just yet it still takes time and effort like you have to put 
you have to really like set aside. You can't be distracted. You can't do it as like a multitasking one of your tasks that you can do. You have to actually like, no, I'm doing one thing right now and that's writing this email. Or I'm doing one thing right now and I'm baking this cake. Or I'm doing one thing right now and I'm focusing on my breathing and I, I want to get my training and my exercise right. Like you can't multitask. You know you're do- you, you know that you're doing it right and you know that you're good at it, but you can't just yet. It doesn't naturally happen. Like you have to think about it. If someone asks a question, it might take, you know, you might you have to, okay, cool, give me a second. Okay, now I've got it. It's not a natural reaction. Sorry, guys, you might hear me drinking some water. Um, that's the perks of running and, and owning your own meal prep company. Um, you have an access to food just before I started this, um, an unlimited access to food just before I started this podcast. I had a meal, the chicken vindaloo, and it was a little bit spicy. So it's been, um, it's been uh, yeah, giving me a bit of grief, to be honest. But it's all part of the fun. It's all part of the fun. So conscious competence, number three. You know what you're doing is right, but you it has to still think about it. Like it doesn't naturally just flow out of you. Like you have to say, okay, cool, I've got to put time and effort into this. Right? So cool. Let's recap. Number one, unconscious incompetence. So you actively don't know that you're a shit singer. Like you honestly think you're good and you're on stage singing in front of millions of people and you're actively not that good. Okay. <laughs> Number two, conscious incompetence. So you're aware that you're not good at something and which gives you the opportunity to want to learn how to do it better and then become competent at it and no longer be incompetent. You choose to be competent, so you're going to have to learn, put some time and effort in, study, grow, uh, learn, grow, do, repeat. Uh, How ironic. Um, And then number three, conscious competence. So you know you're doing something right. You know you've got the skill down pat. Like You can do it. You can deliver on it but you have to still think about it a little bit. You have to take your time and you can't multitask with it. Number four is unconscious competence, natural reactions. These things just happen over time with experience. These things just happen. Unconscious competence. Again, this is where it all hit home for me was because I started to realize, especially when I was in my trade after doing it as a trader, after doing it for you know, 10, 11 years, towards the end, I would naturally just be doing things. And like my day at work, I would there would be days where, again, I wouldn't even have to think a lot. And I'm not saying that to sound like I knew everything because I definitely didn't, but I had like a, a huge amount of knowledge. And again, in previous episodes, you may have heard me speaking about me wanting to be the best for myself. And I think that's where it's, that's why I started to get to that unconscious competence so much quicker because I personally wanted to learn as much as I could. I wanted to soak in as much as I could. And then all of a sudden, I was like, doing things like naturally and like people would ask questions and I wouldn't even think about it and then like I'd walk away and I was like, how did I even come up with that? And like that was a great answer. Um, you know, so for me, it all just sort of made sense and I was just like, wow, this is like cool. And I was like, I want to know how this is working though. Like how is this happening? Am I the only one? Am I, am I the first person in the world to experience this? I don't think so. So I want to do some research into it, which is why I dug a bit deeper, wanted to learn more about it and started sharing it with um, with some of my friends. And, and even when it comes to sport, unconscious competence is why these athletes that we admire and, and we idolize are just so good because they just naturally react to situations in a game. Same as the best coaches in the world. They're unconsciously competent. Like They just know what needs to happen. They can see a play unfolding before it even happens. They can see what the other team's about to do. They can see, oh, cool, they're setting up this way. They're going to play this play. They're going to do that. We need to get our guys here. And they've, they've changed their whole game plan before the, the games even actually happen. You see a lot in basketball, which is amazing. 
amazing. And again, as I said, I'm a massive sports fan and unconscious competence. For me, the epitome of that would have to be like a, a natural reaction side of thing would have to be, again, motorsport right, drivers and riders. They don't have time to react to and think about when something happens. When you're driving at 250 or 350 k's an hour, you don't have multiple seconds you've got multiple milliseconds a split second to say left or right accelerate brake uh, you know, especially when they get oversteer and understeer there's a lot of things they've got to focus on to make sure that they don't crash into the wall and burn millions and millions of dollars of the, the, the team owner's money um, so unconscious competence natural reactions things that just happen it becomes like a second nature to you it's as a, but if that is a result of executing and experience Executing experience, executing and stuffing it up is in the earlier phases. Conscious incompetence, where you're aware that you stuff something up, but you're learning from it. You're choosing to learn. And then you start to get better at it. So you know you're good at it, but you still got to think about it. And then you keep you keep doing the same thing right. Like, yeah, okay, I got it right again. I got it right again. I got it right. But you got to put some time and effort into it. But then all of a sudden, you can just get it right without thinking about it. And then these are the tasks that a lot of time that you can multitask. These are the jobs the, the efforts that you can that you can start to multitask with other things like brushing your teeth like you don't have to think about how you brush your teeth but that's when while you while you're brushing your teeth with your left hand you've got your phone scrolling on on social media because you can multitask it like unconsciously confident in brushing your teeth and scrolling on social media like you don't have to actually put some time and effort into that once you've got it right and you know how what you're looking at you can do it so again once you get to this stage un- unconscious competence that's when you can start to teach people when you can naturally react and again that's when you'll notice that they're the best leaders in this world are unconsciously competent in, a, in their area and then they become the best leaders and the best teachers and then that's when you start to really learn the skill the trade the knowledge the content so much deeper on, on a deeper level is when you start to teach it and the ability to teach it comes from when you obviously make mistakes and you, and you start to learn okay cool well that didn't work i'm going to learn i'm going to do another way I'm going to go another way. And you keep going another way and keep taking another path, keep building another path, make another track until you eventually get there. And then it does become unconscious competence where things just naturally happen because you created it your way. It's built and it's framed and it's put together in your mind in a way that makes sense. And that's why I wanted to explain it like this because, again, when you go online, you can read some crazy theories behind this, 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 this idea of what it is and how it all works. And some of these people that are right, like these scientists, like they wrote it and I was like, I don't even make, I don't even get that. So I had to do a lot of reading, a lot of research into, and then to dull it down, make it a bit more, you know, normal for us to understand. Like you don't have to have gone to uni and done a 10 years of a degree and a, a PhD to understand what they're talking about. I wanted to give it to you guys on a level so that you guys can understand it just as well too. So again, quick recap, recap. Number one, unconscious incompetence. So you're not educated, you're not skilled, like you don't know, like you honestly, you don't know that you're bad at something, if that makes sense. Conscious competence, number two, is that you're aware, so you're conscious, you're you're self-aware that what you're doing is not right or you're not good at it just yet. That's number two. Number three is conscious competence. So you're aware, you know that what you're doing is the right thing to do or what you're doing in the sporting game, in the skill, in the task, in the knowledge is right, but you need to concentrate on it. You need to put the time and effort into it. You can't be thinking, overthinking about it. Like you need to be putting time and just thinking about, okay, cool, what's step one, step two, step three, and following the process. That's what number three, conscious competence is. Get to number four, where unconscious competence. 
So unconsciously, naturally, you do the right thing, a natural reaction. These things just happened. It becomes second nature to you. Um, and again, that comes from, it's a result of you going from number one to number four, number one to number two, to number two to number three, to number three to number four, making the mistakes and learning and then understanding. It's like rewiring it in your brain. It's like you're building the path. You're building this road in your head that says from A to B, this is what I need to do. And you just do it without even thinking about it. Again, how many times you guys showered? How many times if you drive, if you're not under the age of 18 yet, and you're driving legally, I'm not condoning anything illegal here, uh, you're driving legally, and then you just go home from work or go home from the gym or go home from wherever you're going from, and you just drive, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, I just covered like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of driving without even thinking about it. Uh, we've all done it. We've all, we've all done it. I've personally been there. Everyone you speak to who drives will tell you the exact same thing. It just becomes uncon- You become unconsciously competent. You can just do it without even having to think about it. And then on the back of that, Stage four and a half is when you start to teach people and then the learning becomes so much deeper for you. You start to understand it so much more. And then when you start to understand it more, you can teach it better. And then when you can teach it better, you can start to understand it better. And it's just this vicious cycle, a beautiful cycle that you get into. And as you start to teach things, you start to get a, it just cements so much deeper. And that road, that path that I was telling you, that it becomes so tight. It becomes so well-knit that it's just never going to break apart because you're teaching this amazing content, you're teaching these amazing features to someone, whatever it might be, people might be watching and idolizing you, and you're teaching it to them, and you're just unconsciously competent and teaching it, which is amazing. So I want to leave you guys with this little uh, this little quote. So you know what you know, you know what you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know. I'm going to say that again. You know what you know. You know what you don't know, and you know, don't know what you don't know. So let's break down all three lines. Okay. You know what you know. We all know what we know. I know what I know. You know what you know. You know what you know, and that's it. Cool. I've got knowledge on XYZ. You know that. Then there's sections of life, and there's content, there's knowledge, there's learnings in life. You know what you don't know. So then there's things that you know that you don't know. So I know that I don't know a lot about. Facebook algorithms, so to say. So I know that. Key is just a basic example. I know that I don't know a lot about Facebook algorithms. I also know that I'm looking at the pot plants in the office. I also know that I don't know a lot about landscaping and agriculture, and I don't know a lot about the particular plants that should go in summer and winter in the shade and need more water than others, and some that don't need water, some that are better in the, in the desert. I actively know that. I know what I don't know. But then there's things that I don't know what I don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. There's things that you don't even know about yet that you haven't even been exposed to yet. That's the beauty. And I think even now, like in coming into 2019 and moving forward, like the technology, like the, the ability we have to access so much information and so much learnings is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, um, again, I read this thing uh, online again, during my uh, amazing research, uh, that right now we have access to the same amount of information as what the US president had access to 20 years ago. So we have access on our phones, on Google, on the internet, on YouTube, on Facebook, whatever platform you want to talk about, whatever it is, we've got access on our phones readily available for us, the same amount as what the US president had 20 years ago. That's scary, isn't it? That is scary. And again, it's only going to get 
bigger and better and, and it's going to get more wild and more crazier as new technology comes out and all this uh, you know crazy stuff all these um, wearable devices and stuff like that it's just it's scary it's crazy um, you know these guys that are behind it these, these big these big people that Google's and the Apple's that are, that are creating all these amazing products um, you know they're great in one way um, and then there's also the like anything there's a pros and cons to it all but again, you know what you know, you know what you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know. And I'll tell you now, the last one, you don't know what you don't know, is a much larger percentage of the pie. What you know is maybe like half of a third, one-sixth, so to say. What you know you don't know is maybe like another sixth, so that makes up a third, and then the remaining two-thirds are what you don't know you don't know you just that just has a huge amount of knowledge that we're unaware of just of yet and as you grow and as you go through life and as you experience things these things start to start to come to life and start to look like a Warren Buffett right this guy reads for like five hours a day world's richest man he's like 80 something probably doesn't really need to read anymore doesn't really need to learn anything he's probably in a habit now it's like a routine for him to read that much but you know what he's always learning you know what, if you can read five hours a day and be worth second world's richest man or third world third world's richest man, then you know what, cool. If that's the uh, that's a journey, then why not, you know? So we can always be learning, guys. But again, recap to finalize on the competencies. Unconscious incompetence. So you're not educated on, and you, 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 you think, you're, you're not aware that you're actually bad or you don't have the skill yet to do that task or job or sport or, or activity that you're doing. Number two is conscious incompetence. So you're aware, so you're awake, you know, you're self-aware that what you're doing is not correct uh, and we need to work on it. We need to learn, we need to get better at it. Number three is conscious competence. So you actually actively know, you're self-aware that yes, me, Jamie, I am doing this right. I am running correctly, I am, I am baking correctly, I made this banana cake the right way. I built this house the right way. I did my carpentry job the right way. I communicated this the right way. But I need to spend time and effort thinking about it. It doesn't just naturally happen for me yet. It's still taking, I need to like sit there and go, okay, what's step one, what's step two, what's step three, what's step four, etc. Number four is unconscious competence. This is where the natural reactions, are just things that just happened. These things just happen. Like it just naturally flows from you because you've, you've gone through the experience. That's a result of you executing and performing these tasks and they become second nature to you and then four and a half is when you start to teach and then you start to teach get to others and they start to learn it off you and the way you teach four and a half unconscious competence goes on to the teaching i want to leave you with one final thing i remember again being a massive motorsport fan uh the tv show top gear they had michael shoemaker the uh legend world champion um f1 driver on there and they did this experiment Right, so I've got a ruler in my hand right now. Um, here it is on my desk. I know you guys can't see me because this is a podcast. So you can definitely not see me doing this right now as you are listening. But basically what they did was, I want you guys to do this as well. Get a ruler and grab, turn it upside down. So the zero is at the bottom, right? And then the numbers go up. And then you, you hold it at the bottom. So hold it with two fingers. The, the ruler's facing up from ground to the ceiling. Ground to the ceiling. And you hold your finger, so zero is at the bottom of the ruler. So you hold your fingers on zero, right? And so you're almost like balancing it because it sits up. So you know what we're going to do? Actually, we're going to hold it on, on 10 centimeters. Or, you know, if you're in America, you can hold it on, you know what? Just hold it on 
two, maybe three inches, let's say, right? So we're on 10 centimeters here, you know? So we're here, all right, cool, I'm holding it on 10 centimeters. Then what you need to do is put your other hand underneath it and balance it, right? And then you can, it's probably sometimes better to do this with two people, because then what the idea is, is that they were talking about reaction time. So again, as I spoke earlier, F1 drivers have a, an immaculate reaction time. They need to be, to be able to react really quickly to be able to know what to do in a situation, right? So you hold, you've got someone else holding the ruler. They can hold it at whatever height. You put your fingers across and in front of the number 10 centimeters or three inches, four inches, whatever you're doing either side of the ruler. And then your friend, your buddy, your partner, your whoever will release the ruler at any time. And then you've got to react and grab the ruler. And you use the measurements on the ruler to measure your reaction time. Pretty cool, huh? So basically, you're holding your finger in front of 10 centimeters. You're not touching the ruler. Your friend's holding the ruler. So you've got two people. One's holding it up. Zero's facing the ground. The highest part of the ruler. So in this case, I've got a 40 centimeter ruler. It's facing the ceiling. The 40 is. And I've got my fingers hovering in front of 10 centimeters. And then at any second, I can release the ruler. And then you grab it. And you, then you measure your reaction time. Anyway, so Michael Schumacher did it first. He got whatever number he got, right? Then they got two or three people from the crowd to do it too. Funnily enough, I, I honestly thought Michael Schumacher was in on this the whole time because it was his exercise. He knew what the result was going to be. And I thought that he was going to just like burn through it and he was going to smash these people out of the park, right? He didn't. All of a sudden, after they did this experiment with four or five people, they realized that everyone had a very, very similar reaction time within you know one centimeter, which is not a lot when they're on a ruler, right? Very, very close. He went on to said something, and I thought it was this was incredible. And he said, a lot of us have a very similar reaction time. Like we see something happen, and we see it, and we react. But it's what you do when you react is the, is where the skill is. So in his situation, he, he would see another driver come in front of him, or he would feel that his his car has lost control or lost grip, and he can he's reacted like he can feel it, but then now is the skill time to come in. Okay, now what do I do when I react? How do I react? That's where the that's that natural, that's that unconscious competence. What the rea- the reaction has occurred, like a situation has happened, whatever it might be. You could be running and you and you and you your front foot slides a little bit on a wet patch, or you slip on a banana, very uh, Super Mario style. You know, you, you you're doing something and, and then something happens out of the blue. How do you, like, that happened? So you've experienced the, the 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 what's like the speed hump, so to say. But what do you do? That's where the gold is. That's where the knowledge is. That's where the unconscious competence comes in. Is when cool the reaction happens, like a, 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 an obstacle has come up, bang. Measure my reaction time. It's going to be very similar to a lot of F1 drivers, but they they're unconsciously competent. They know what they need to do. They just do it without even thinking about it. That's where their skill is. That's where the money is. That's where the knowledge is. So that's what you want to work on, guys. Being able to react without even have to think about it. You want to get to that number four, unconscious competence. But it takes time. We've got to work towards that, especially when you're trying and learning something new. And like I said earlier, and the second last thing that we finished on was you don't know what you don't know. So there's a lot of learning out there that we're going to have to do, a lot of learning we're going to be making. So during that process, we're not going to get it right the first time. So we're going to have to go through this four-step process of going from someone who, who isn't really realizing that what they're doing is not right to going through to someone who's understanding, okay, cool, I understand now that what I'm doing is not right. I'm not doing this process. I'm not following the, the I'm not trusting the process the way I should be. I'm not doing one, two, three, four in order. I'm trying to go one, four, three, seven, and I'm not doing it properly. 
but you, you're realizing that you're not doing it properly. Go to number three, where then you start to do it right, and then you're aware that, yeah, cool, I'm doing it right, but I've got to think one, two, three, four, five, step six, step seven, step eight. You've got to go through the process. Then all of a sudden, unconscious confidence is that you go from one to 10, and it just happens without you thinking about it. All right, guys? So again, hope that makes sense. Hope that really clears your mind on sort of like, the, the way that things naturally happen, what our natural reactions, where it all comes from, where it all stems from, the different levels that it, it happens at, um, and then how it's probably, and then you probably start to react now and start to understand yourself, there's certain skills or certain things that you're doing. And it's like, okay, cool, now, you know, I'm, I, for certain things I do, yeah, I'm at a number four. I unconsciously and competent. Like, I get it. But there's also some things that I'm consciously un- incompetent. Like, I understand that, you know what, I'm actually not that good at that yet. And then there's also some things that you could be at number three where you're consciously confident. You're just like, you know what? I'm good at that, but I need to put time and effort in. I need to think about it. It doesn't just naturally happen for me yet. The more I do it, the better, the closer I'm going to get to it. So again, guys, share, share with your friends and family. Get the word out there. Let them know that this is something pretty cool. You know, these things aren't just magic. There's actually a theory behind it. So get them on there. Let them know. Share your content. Again, enjoy the rest of your day, morning, evening, afternoon brunch, whatever time of the day it is, no matter where you are around the world, be happy, be grateful, and I look forward to chatting to everyone soon. Bye-bye.